I want you to do this for a second. I want you to like imagine your 19-year-old self, okay? Just everything you were going through, wherever you were. Let's see, 19, I was at Georgia Southern University. I was a real just brat. And I want you to imagine that during your 19th year of life, the military came to you and said, listen, everything, all your hopes, your dreams, your aspirations, putting those on hold, we're going to ship you across the continent and you're going to go fight a war even though you have no type of military backing whatsoever. So my dad went through. And today on Certified Mama's Boy, we're going to take a look at what it's like to be a vet and why thank you for your service means so much. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Hi, welcome to Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. I'm Steve Kramer. Uh, this is a different episode, so if it's your first one, hopefully you'll come back for a standard one. Uh, it's live, laugh, love your mom. We we live our lives out loud. We laugh a lot, and we love my mom. She is my co-host on this show, Nancy Yancey. Hi, Mom. Hi, honey. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, literally, I just got this. It's uh, 6.08 at night right now, and I just got this. Uh, notification on my phone from the local Fox affiliate here, WBFF Fox 45. And uh, the U.S. surpasses 1 million new confirmed coronavirus cases in the first 10 days of November. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were just kind of chatting before we started and we we're like, man, there's just a lot. I mean, like it's, it's picking back up. It's like getting frustrating again. I don't know what just happened. I know that our governor who has been pretty strict about it and California yeah. is really strict about it too. Um, I know Georgia is just a free for all. It seems like <laughs> your governor is not quite sure what's going pretty on from, mm-hmm. from day to night. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually wait right here. This, this just, let me, let me read this really quick. Um, effective Wednesday at 5 PM. So tomorrow at 5 PM or today for you and you're listening, the capacity for indoor operations at bars and restaurants will be reduced from 75% back to 50% proceeded and distance service only. Um, that's just, that was on Instagram when I just opened it up to see what they were going to report. So is that just in Baltimore? That's in Baltimore. Okay. So, gotcha. I don't know what's happening everywhere else, but that's, uh, that's happening here. I thought what we do is I'm, I'm literally going to set a timer for this. Okay. Okay. And we're going to, we are going to get five minutes to bitch about the coronavirus all we want to, and then we're going to move on. Okay. Because I feel like we're doing the best we can do, right. but there's just been a lot of like really shitty situations with it recently. And so let's yes. just bitch about them and then we're going to move on. Okay, ready? Okay, ready. Here we go. You can start. Go. Okay. So I'm having a Corona blues day today for two reasons. Number one, our dear, dear, sweet father, Joel, who we reported yesterday had tested positive for COVID, but with no symptoms. Woke up this morning very weak and lethargic and is now in in the hospital. His daughter, Robin, also has it. So she is allowed to be in the room with him, which is a very strange blessing in disguise. Sure. How Um, is she feeling, by the way? Is she okay? I think so. Okay. I think so. Um, And then secondly, you know, Maggie and I had another conversation today. I mean, TikTok, TikTok to March 13th about what to do about the wedding and yeah. you know so it's up in the air and, and what and what is she what is she saying well she doesn't know what to do she's totally right. puzzled about it and right you know frustrated with with me because i tend to be a little overly cautious um and her greatest fear is that it's going to be wedding day and jim and i are going to say nope 
I can't do it, which of course we won't do. But no matter what, there's there's no reason why you wouldn't be at her wedding because of coronavirus. Not on the wedding day. No, No. because we would have a plan then that we would all feel good about. So um, anyway, it's very. So, yeah, I'm having a Corona blues day today. Yeah. 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 I just, I found out today. Well, I knew that uh, Miguel, now that he's publicly talked about it, Miguel texts me, you know, Miguel, mm-hmm. uh, he comes on, you know, mm-hmm. from time to time. My Tampa buddy that lives in Tampa and he, he told me that he had coronavirus and he hadn't really announced it till today. Uh, and then also Holly. So Holly, his co host, and my, you know, I used to work with Holly too, and a dear yes. friend of mine yeah. also has it. And that's, uh, it just sucks. It just, it just really is getting to a point. Now that it's spiking again, because I think we kind of, I don't want to say I forgot about it, but let's just say that we all got a little complacent with it. Can we just admit that? Like we just, I think so. We all just kind of, and and with good reason, right? We're human beings. We're not meant to be cramped up inside the house and it's really jeopardizing our lifestyle and what we do. And, uh, it's, it's tough. It's a, it's a really big sacrifice that we've had to make this year and it just starts to wear on you. And I knew it. It seems like after, after every holiday, if it was Labor Day, 4th of July, um, this one though, this, this, uh, after post Halloween spike is getting pretty serious and- I think that's because we're all indoors more. Most of us now are indoors more. We're not outside as much. We're not taking it as seriously. Right. Uh, you know, like, for example, I had, you know, Miss California come out here and mm-hmm. we we both risked it, even though, you know, they say the airlines are a low risk. But still, it's like you're taking a risk. Every time you leave the house, mm-hmm. you're taking a risk at what you know. What it, and every time I go to work with Jess and we're we're really religious about working in separate studios now just because yes. I think we're both kind of scared because we did have a Corona scare in the building. Right. Um, so yeah, like I'm just, I'm just burnt out with it. I'm really just burnt out with we're it. We're all you know? so tired. We're so tired. We've all got Corona fatigue. I know. It's just wearing me out. So, yes. I mean, I know that everyone's kind of feeling the same way about mm-hmm. it. Like it's just, we still, by the way, have a minute and a half. If you like to bitch about anything else when it comes to it, so feel free. And then we're going to only be positive because, again, we're like, what can you do? Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Well, you're going to make a vaccine yourself, like you know. No, what are you going to do? Here's what we can do: we can be hopeful because a, they are saying they have a vaccine. Okay, right. B, they also have an antibody um, medication that they can give patients with COVID to help with the symptoms. And C, we have some, this is risky, but we have new leadership coming soon uh, that can hopefully provide some better guidelines for us as a nation. And we all know what to do. We wear our mask. We wash our hands. We socially distance. I mean, those three things alone and i you know i've seen less and less of that yeah. as the months have gone on and i, I know that i have been you know i have been yeah. a little a little less vigilant and we all have being careful about that so yeah so i think what we have to do is we've got to just get with it we've yep. just got to get back with the program and don't do Anything Four, three, that puts us two, at risk. 
One. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. That's it. That's done. Okay. Okay. Let me bring you five stories there really quick about the coronavirus. Okay. Okay. And and these are uh, just just five five headlines that I've got for you. Okay. Uh, Number one is a 49-year-old woman named Corona Newton in the UK that says she's been, quote, abused by people because of her name. She said it's frustrating, especially when it gets more aggressive. So people literally coming after her because of her name. Uh, number two headline, there is a new study that's going uh, found that going into an office instead of working from home may also double your risk of catching the coronavirus. Number three headline, uh, an office in London put a keep your distance sticker on the floor in the bathroom, but it made it look like you had to stand six feet away from the <laughs> urinals <laughs> when you use them. So I'll, I'll put that down in the show notes so that you can, can go see it. In lighter news, uh, in lighter news, there's a guy in California that created a smaller version of Disneyland's Matterhorn roller coaster in his yard during quarantine, which is a really cool thing. That I'll put down the show notes as well that you can go see. And then um, oh, that plus I've just got updated stats, but you know, I mean, we just went over those. So, right. um, yeah, I don't. It's just it's it's just I don't know. I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated. It's just yeah, it's fine. Me too. Um, it's a good time to plug the, it's fine wine glass. Cause it's fine. Yeah, it's like now fine. things are getting worse. It's fine. We're going to be fine. We love being stuck at home. Even as we speak. <laughs> yep. There you go. You put, it, put it in, in good hands over there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Um, so today is, let's focus on some more positive stuff is today is veterans day. And I don't know if you know this or not, but Jimmy Mack happens to be a veteran and he was uh, in Vietnam. And so I thought today for Veterans Day, we bring Jimmy Mack in for a little, um, what would you call it? Like a Memorial Day tribute. I'm sorry, um, a Veterans Day tribute <laughs> to uh, to all of our veterans. So do you want to get that really quick? I will. Thank Hang you. On. Okay. okay. Jay Mack, you're up. <laughs> and I don't know if he's going to come in as... Veteran Jimmy Ancy, or if he's going to come in as Jimmy Mack music, you would think on Veterans Day he might just come in as my dad. <laughs> but I feel like now his ego has been boosted. <laughs> I think Jimmy Mack might be dead. <laughs> or Jimmy Ancy might be dead. Okay, there he goes. No, that's it? Just a little burst of it today? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Technology's not. Oh, there we go. Okay. Not my family's uh, strong suit. All right. Hey. Hey. All right. Put these damn things in my ears. I didn't know if you'd be uh, Jimmy Mac today. Yeah, I didn't know if you'd be Jimmy Mac or Jimmy Ancy, veteran Jimmy Ancy over here. I didn't didn't know what to do. I'm afraid my fans (laughs) might get mad at me. <laughs> if you didn't come in full Jimmy Mac uh, condition, yeah. All right, there he is. Well, uh, Happy Veterans Day! Thank you. Or I guess we do. Do we say yeah? We say Happy Veterans Day. Yeah, we, sure. I can't remember. But it's Memorial Day. We don't say Happy. It's really? yeah. Veterans oh. Day because you know what? You survived it. You survived it. So we say Happy about that. Yeah. You were in Vietnam in 1969 I've been, to 1970. Uh, 68 to. Uh, to 69, I came back, yeah, in 69. So were you there for one full year, exactly? Yeah, exactly, yep. December okay. to December, yep. And I counted every day. I counted every day on my uh, helmet. Tell Yeah, tell us tell us that whole experience, because you oh. were really young when you went. You were 18 or 19? 19. 
19 years old. Okay, so everybody go to their 19-year-old self. And we don't do we still have a draft in the country? I don't think we do have a draft no, anymore, do we? Well, no, not not officially. I, I think Congress can, you know, put it back in if they needed it, but no, no. It's not mandatory okay. drafts right now, no. Why why was why do you think it's different now? But is it like a social thing or is it because there's enough yeah. people that are, you know, well, signing up for the service? Well, yeah, and they, you know, started paying them, you know, and they wanted more professional they, they learned that they needed more professional soldiers and get yeah. some guy, <laughs> guys from the block down, you know, pick them up down at the Jacob's drugstore, <laughs> put them in, take them down and give them a shot and, you know, save the head and say, You're in the military. Well, explain this whole process to us because I mean, you weren't military, like you, like, yeah. like, how does that yeah. whole process work? That whole draft? I don't. I've well, never even asked you the story. Number, you know, so uh, there were a few uh, exemptions, right? You know, so you know, if you were in school at the time, and if you something else, uh, if you're married, you know, so everybody's running around getting married. And I don't want to get married. Yeah. All right, married, <laughs> and, and uh, I think I, I made a mistake. See, did I make a mistake? No, I don't think so. I just uh, I avoid. I didn't go to school right away, and so I thought I could, you know, have some fun. Right. And I got a letter from my my. It said from your friends and neighbors, you've been selected for the armed forces to serve wait, your country. Wait, 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 wait. So you're. Where, do you remember like where you are at this point? Yeah, I'm sitting in the house when I'm reading the letter. Okay, so like you just you just get the mail. Like you're just going. Yeah, to the, I'm just, still at home. It was eight. I was eighteen. Does Granny does Granny give it to you? Or are you at the mailbox or what's the? Do you remember? Uh, she probably gave it to me. Yes, yeah, a U.S. Okay, U.S. Uh, military probably something or selective okay. service. Selective service. There you go. They sort of give it away. Okay. So congratulations! Then you, You've been selected by your friends and neighbors to serve our country. And what does that mean? Selected by my friends and neighbors. What does that even mean? I don't even know. <laughs> I didn't see one friend or neighbor down there. No, no, so, no. I did actually. I saw they, a couple of my buddies in line. We lined about two hundred people down there lined up. You know, getting shots, having physicals, all this stuff. Wait, but but did they vote for you? Like, I, I guess I just don't understand how that was oh, a draft. Even- yeah, yeah. It, it was a it was a committee, uh, a local committee that uh, put that established, gave each person a number. And uh, then they somehow, you know, then they would decide some, some committee, you know, council would uh, look at the names and numbers, you know, and, and uh, decide which ones to have them come down for the physicals. I, I guess that was it to get you to come down. Everybody came down for the physical. And then, then they would then choose the ones that, you know, that were going to, uh, be drafted, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Had to, everybody had to come get a physical. That's right. And, you know, people complain about their arches falling and this and that, you know. So, and then from there, this, this council would select, you know, and, and give you a number and then they would, they keep selecting up, you know, if you're qualified, you know, so, so, so you went home with a number. Okay. And, you, and my number was real low. I said, oh boy, it's not good. You know, and then all of a sudden they start, you know, and you get you, your buddies are getting drafted, you know, and their numbers right below you. And then all of a sudden you get that letter. That's when you get the final letter. OK, so you're, you're drafted. And so drafted. what is the process? Like, what is it? What did you have to do from getting that letter to then whatever was next? Well, I, I don't remember clearly because at that point I'm probably uh, just I'm sort of numb, probably. Right. I'm probably in shock. Let's see. Yeah. You know, we went down to went back down to the health center. Did some more thing, gave us some shots, and then they finally put us on a bus and sent me to uh, Fort Benning, Georgia, Columbus, Georgia, uh, Fort Benning for mm-hmm. pr- uh, basic training. Eight weeks of basic training, boy, I was ready for that. You know, 
You, you got to be you, in shape. Wait, were you were you excited about the process? Like, what was when you were being oh. drafted? Like, what was that? What's oh, that no, mindset? You're scared. You're scared. You're nervous yeah. and you're scared. And you go down there and you see all these people screaming and yelling and running around that damn camp. You know, right. they see you coming in as a new guy and they're laughing. You know, because they know who you are and you're brand new. And then they shave your head and they shave every you know piece of hair off your head. He starts right down the middle and cuts your hair right down the middle. Lord. And they throw you on some green clothes and and you get and as soon as you open that door down there, they start screaming at you, get off that damn bus. Let's go, let's run, let's God. go, let's go, let's it's go. Just so cr- it's just it's just butt. so crazy for us to think about. I feel like yeah. we're so spoiled. I can't imagine yeah. just somebody being like, well, yeah. sorry, yeah. Yeah. I don't care what you're doing with your life, but yeah. exactly. you're going to come over here yeah. and you're going yeah. to, you're just going to go be in the military now because yeah. we told you so. And when we get up in the morning at five o'clock and be running around the, the base screaming and yelling and we had certain, uh, certain cadences and songs and, <laughs> I don't remember what it was in Fort Benning, but I remember what it was down in basic training, little little Vietnam down in Louisiana. Let's see. We're all tigers. Uh, well, well, I better not say it. Well, I will say it. We're all tigers, big fucking tigers with dicks this long. That's, that was <laughs> Wait, what? what? That's, Why is that? That's what we screamed and ran around the, the damn, uh, you know, marching. Why? What did that, what tigers? Why? What, were, what well, happened to you, know, you know, you play games, you know, make you, you give you a, a mascot and, you know, you got tigers and wolves and bears and, Okay. And so you're a tiger against, yeah, with a competed, large penis. You know, we competed okay. against other groups in different contests and stuff. And then they So you were the tiger. Yeah. And so the last thing you do in basic training is it's called night infiltrate infiltration down the Louisiana bayou. As soon as it got dark, they line us all up and say, Okay, your job is to get from here to there, wherever there was. Okay. And we ain't giving you no flashlight, nothing. And uh, there's people out here that are going to pretend like they're going to be sergeants and all, you know, out there. That's That was the first phase. God. Okay. So then, so you're there for eight weeks. You're doing all that. And then they're just like, what? That was basic. Okay. And so then you but graduate. Like eight weeks of training. So eight weeks. Of, so oh, going so from like no, like no kind of military anything. Yeah. Eight uh, weeks of training. Right. They yeah, put yeah. you in. Yeah. And then they, then what? And then you, 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 I think you hope you graduated. Uh, no, some people didn't want to graduate. I think because they no, knew I, bet. I would have been. I would yeah. have been messing everything. Yeah. I'd been like, no, oh, I don't man. know. Whoops! All butterfingers you know? over here, you know. So, so you graduate. So yay, you know. I think my family came down to that. I think I went home for you know, a week, and then they sent you down to Louisiana for basic training. No, no, excuse me, advanced infantry training. I, I knew then I was going to be an infantry. Are I, you? I said I was in the like, for a bank. I said, "Look, I got all these qualifications." I said, they said, "That's great. You're going to be in infantry." <laughs> so wait, 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 wait. Are you at this time? Are you like proud of this? Like, are you excited to no. be this, or no, are you like, does no, it no. suck? No, I got to get through this live. Like somehow, I got to get through this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I didn't volunteer, so I was right. US. There were some in there that were uh, had volunteered, so so we were mixed together. Right. And so those guys were, you know, proud and excited. And but you were not. You were just like, "Fuck! I just got to like get this over with." I got two years. I got to get out of here somehow. So then, what do you? What's next after? So after all that, you graduate. What's the process of you actually getting over to Vietnam? 
Well, okay. So then I graduated from advanced training down in Louisiana, you know, little, mm-hmm. little Vietnam. So, so, so you knew then you're going there and of course you get orders and say you're going and then you go home for a week and then you, uh, get on an airplane and fly to, uh, uh, the state of Washington where there's, uh, where there's a base, uh, that they, uh, are getting you prepared to go straight from there to South Vietnam. Okay. So how long are you in Washington for? You know, I'm not, I don't remember, but I remember some of people weren't being shipped out. So, so you thought you had another chance not to be shipped out. That, so like, you're hoping like, at this point, like yeah, maybe I'll. If they needed some people there in Oakland or some of these other bases, some of the guys were being uh, moved to that, you know, being shipped down there. But so that wasn't your fate. No, not at all. No, no. So tell me like that, that the day that you get shipped, you're like, okay, this is it. Like, do you, do they come tell you? Like, what's the process of you actually getting to Vietnam? Yeah, they, you know, you you go, you know, every every day you go down to a certain area and they, you know, their instructions, see what your instructions were if you had them. Right. And then I got down there and they said, you know, you're going to Vietnam on this particular day. Be down and how here. Long, be how long did you have? Do you remember how long it was? Is it like I, you I, had a day? I don't you had really. A- I don't really. And so, you know, we all showed up and jumped on a. Uh, probably a, uh, no, we jumped on some kind of air cargo plane. I don't even think it was pressurized. My ears hurt all the way there, I think. And so we go to Cameron Bay, land there. That's the sunny beaches. They have a, yeah, it's a little resort. And, uh, you go in there, you know, it's a welcoming center and you sit there. That's, that's the picture of me drinking beer. Actually, that was, so I should have put that towards the first, that one of us five guys sitting there drinking beer. Yeah, and that was my, let's see, now I'm how old. I, you know what? Let's see, let me get this right. I'm thinking I'm 21 now. I'm thinking when I was, I'm thinking that was my birthday celebration, sitting there with those four guys okay, in Cameron Bay at that bar. Okay. And so then you get shipped out to your division. I got shipped up to Play Coup uh, South uh, Vietnam to the 4th Division, the Armored 4th Division. And then you get there and you feel like, you know, you know, like you always did, you know, like in acting when it was your first year, remember, or, or sure. radio, your first year, yeah. and you feel so inadequate. So comfortable, yeah, yeah, out of place. Right. You, like, who is this guy? Yeah. So, so you go to that fourth division, they're all looking at you, and they're all roughed up, and their clothes are dirty, and ble- some of them bleeding, and got bandages on. Lord. You know, and you go in there, and your clothes are clean, your shoes are polished. Right. And then they say, all right, get on. In a day or two, they say, all right, all right. You're going out to your platoon, your company, excuse me, your, your company's already out in the field somewhere and we're going to take you out there. So they, they put you on a helicopter and they tell you this, to, they said, oh, no, no, don't, don't get up inside it. Just sit on the side there where your feet hanging out and it's easier to get out, you know, with your rucksack and all. So there we go at 10,000 feet sitting in a helicopter Jeez. with our feet hanging out of the side of the thing, 10,000 feet and you're looking straight down. And you got your hand on that rail, you know, there's a post there and you're just holding on that rail and your hand is almost, um, you know, you're almost, uh, you know, you're so tight, you're afraid you're going to fall out. All right. Centrifugal force kept you in. And so then you land out there and damn, who knows where, you know, and it's just, yeah, a, you don't know, know where you are, right? You know, it's in some little patch of, you know, out in the, not quite the jungle, but it's, you know, it's your way out somewhere. Right. <laughs> and, and you, you know, you land and then, you know, they rush you off and rush you out. And then the, the company's not too far away, you know, and you start introducing the people and then, 
And then, you know, immediately they say, you're going out in a firefight tomorrow. Uh, you know, be ready to go. <laughs> say, 19 years old. Yeah. Well, I think I was 20. Let's see. I was drafted as 19. Okay. All that training. Uh, I don't know why I thought sitting in that little bar, I was my birthday, 21. Um, I'm getting confused now. But you're so. still, I mean, you're, you're a kid. And like oh, yeah. you're, you're getting, oh, you, everyone's oh. got to go to their, I just can't imagine that now. Can yeah. you imagine 20 year olds now oh, oh, just yeah. being like, fuck you. Like, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Like well, I'm not doing this. I'll take you through the first day and then we'll, well, it, I won't, I won't bore you anymore. So within a week, you know, we're, we're out there and we're, you know, we got out to a spot. They said, okay, we're going to dig foxholes and, you know, we're going to, we're going to set up here and run, uh, you know, patrols out of here. And so, you know, we dug it and the guy said, I said, how deep are we going to dig it? He says, we're going to dig this one six feet deep. I said, why? He said, cause there's, this is a hot area and we want to be able to stand up and shoot. We're not going to just have, yeah. sometimes we just dig it to sleep in. So you'd be yeah. protected against some kind of air attack or something, you know, mortars. Right. But this time he said, no, no, we're putting, we're digging six feet and then we're going to chop down wood and put and sandbags over top of us so we can, you know, be protected. So we did all that, you know, no big deal, no big deal. Then the captain comes over and says, all right, we're going to send a patrol out and here are the people are going. And Yancey, you're going out on this patrol. I'm, you know, I'm starting to shake now. I don't know if you've ever been in sports, like you being sent in when you're like an eighth grader into some big game or something. Yeah. And so, uh, and then somebody said, no, 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 don't send him out. Make him do all the hard work here. He's brand new. Send out, and I forget the guy's name. He was from California. That's all I remember about him. And real nice guy. I met him. And they went out, and within 10 or 15 minutes, they ran into uh, some kind of an ambush. And all you heard was, you know, bullets flying back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And the next thing I saw was them bringing that guy back on a stick with his feet and his hands tied to a stick like a deer. He'd been shot in the head and killed. Oh my God. That was my first encounter. And I said, boy, it's going to be a long year. <laughs> anyway, that's enough that, of that. So it wasn't that, that bad. Would, wasn't that bad every That would have been you though. That would have yeah, been you. That been me. It Money wasn't more, that bad, you know? you know, and we had a football and sometimes we had a dog out there. I forget why, you know? And so, uh, yeah, well, we you had, say it's not that bad. I mean, that's, that's a pretty crazy story to start with and then well, continue it with it. Well, it was, I mean, you know, we probably had only about six or seven major battles, you know, one ooh, was really bad. And so, you know, when you're fighting 30 against 30 and that, that ain't fun, but, yeah. uh, but uh, most of the time it would just be, you run into some NBA or probably some VC that walking down a trail, you know, and then somebody shoot this, that, and the other. I mean, I only walked point one time. They asked me to walk point one time. And that's what, when you, what does that mean? That's when you get out in front of the company. You're the first guy down the path, and, and, and we're walking down paths. We're not out in the field. We're walking down this little path that somebody has created over the years, right? And uh, you're the first guy, and there's nobody in front of you that's friendly, right? And you're talking about a weird feeling. Let me tell you. And uh, so you're you're blazing the trail. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. You're like you're. And if something's going to happen, it's yeah. going to happen to yeah, you. Life expectancy is real low. Okay, in our company, it was very low, very low. So luckily, I made it through that, and and didn't do that again. And I learned, you know, I learned the system, and so I learned I needed to be in the middle. So I, I picked up a, ra- I mean, after one firefight or something, I picked up a radio and then asked him if I could be a radio guy. And they said, sure. 
Yeah, I bet. So I, so I was stayed with the captain in the middle, but then you know, was you know, risk with that because they want to knock you out because you're calling in artillery. Right. So anyway, well, so I mean, I how many that, over, over that year? Because was it like a, a timed year? Like, what was the what? Like, why was your time up in Vietnam? Were they just like, hey, it's been been a year. Your your time's here done, yeah. or was yeah. your mission over, or what? No, I, I, I you know. My commitment, or, or the commitment from them, I guess, was it was going. I, I only had to stay there one year of the two years, and so uh, I still had six months when I got back. So what did you do when you got back? They they sent me to, to Texas to teach me how to drive a tank. Oh Lord, I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, I, so, so so wait, so Jimmy Mac knows how to drive a tank. Man. Nothing terrifies me more. Well, we turned it no over. Wonder, no wonder you drive so fucking Texas. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, turned the damn tank over. It took a 52-ton uh, tank. We turned it over. And luckily, <laughs> luckily nobody got killed. That's crazy. Yeah. I forget. We're on some kind of slanted hill. I wouldn't drive enough down the side. Well, we t- you've told me this story before because, you know, now there's there's a lot of pride in the military, yeah. right? There's yeah, a lot yeah. of, oh, yeah, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Days like today is yeah, like, yeah. you know, we, oh, yeah. we, we honor the troops yeah. and we, and we take, take time to thank well, it them. Wasn't but was Stephen, when we came back. You weren't yeah. alive. So uh, I can remember being, you know, we wouldn't, we didn't even want people to know on the pl- the flight back that we were military. Wow. Because there was such a backlash in the community about the war, you know, there was you know, people dying on campuses and fighting, you know, and stuff. Right. So right. you didn't want, it, yeah. So, so you didn't bring it up. I, I, you know, I didn't care if anybody knew about it. You know, I just said that's it. I'm not going to talk about it. And it had, which been. is crazy. So, so you yeah. get back. You've you literally been risking your life for a year. Yeah. You're counting your days in your helmet, right? right. Just yeah. like, just I'm sure. So, did you were you able to talk to to Granny at all during that time? Uh, like, did you guys every, write letters or anything? Yeah, every day we'd write. I'd write letters. Every day we could. I'd write okay. letters, and I'd get okay, letters. So, and that was so important. And that was you know, it's a care package. And she'd send me food, you know, you know, and, you know, uh, cookies and stuff. Yeah, that was cool. You know, for them to you know drop those out of it. You know these choppers way out. You're out in the jungle somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah that was cool. So, so then, so you're, you're going through this, and then imagine because I just want everybody to imagine that for a minute. Like you are over here, you're like you're you're getting shot at. That you see, you said like six times you had to basically you went oh. to some type of battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get back. Are you? Do you know that the tensions are high when you come back over here before you get here, or oh, you, yeah. do you have no oh, idea? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's see. How do we know that? You know, uh, we got newspapers. I think. Sure. Okay. okay. Right. Newspapers. The military uh, papers, of course, didn't. I don't think said it. Yeah, it was all positive. You know that uh, so we you, won. You knew coming battle. back here. You yeah. knew though, stepping off that plane, it wasn't going to be like, hey, like a ticker tape exactly. parade where for everybody yeah. coming back. Yeah, somehow. So I, then after, so you 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 sacrifice a year of your life. You go yeah. out there, you yeah. go through all this crazy shit, and you get back here, and then everyone's like, "Fuck you," pretty much. Yeah. Well, except at work, I, I had started working at the bank out of high school. And I was a clerical person there, you know, and so they had to give me a job back when I came back. But I was a couple of years older and obviously a lot more mature. And so I went from a clerk to a manager in this department over this whole department because I think because of the military, you know, wow, yeah, wow. military. I mean, they, they thought it was, you know, pretty responsible you know, work. And so, yeah, it helped me get my job and got me started down a path that lasted over 40, 50 years, you know, now, working in the bank and then in consulting. It's been about it's been about fifty years, I guess, since mm-hmm. you were since right. you went to Vietnam, more yeah. or less. Yeah. 
I mean, what are your what are your feelings about that time? Like now that you look back on it, it's a long time ago. <laughs> like, are uh, you are you resentful at all? No, not really. No, no, not really. Are you like proud that you were a part of that? Are you yeah. angry that oh, you yeah. were a part of that? No, no, I am. Yeah, I'm proud. Yeah, it was a hell of a commitment, you know. And uh, we did good. Uh, we'd have, we'd have won that war if if that was the goal. That's the only thing I was. I'm not proud of the goal was to stop them from winning. It wasn't to win. Right. You know, we were there to protect the South and to stop the North from, you know, taking over the South. So, right. so we couldn't go up there. Had, had we been able to go up there, I think we could have done it in short order. You know, of course we could have leveled it with uh, bombs and stuff. So you have, you have a, a sense of pride about your, oh, yeah. your oh, yeah. year that you did. Well, you did because, uh, you know, and society's changed, you know, and my friends and all, and, you know, they helped me through that. Sure. Yeah. 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 So it's changed. It's really changed. So that's great. I'm glad because a lot of people gave their lives. 50, 54, 56,000 men. Think about that. Yeah. No, that's there. a lot. That's 10, a lot. 10,000 miles from home. And so, uh, and I forget a million something had served over there, over a million, uh, yeah. over, over, over 1 million died, including civilians and North Vietnamese and VC mm. uh, over a million people died over there. That's so crazy. That's, that's a lot of deaths. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. How and, did I, that, how did, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. How did it end up? Well, did, no, I mean, how, yeah, how did that, how did that experience? Cause I mean, it's pretty traumatic oh, and yeah. Oh, yeah. I want you to realize that because I, you know, we, until a couple of years ago when I really got involved with the big thank you project right. in the military right. and all that, I mean, the words were just like, Oh, thank you for your service. Right. You know, it's just like, right. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thank you. For, yeah, thank, mm-hmm. you thank you. It's like it's what you're supposed to say to somebody, right? It's like somebody right. sneezes, you say, bless sure. you. Um, but then, like, I started realizing, like, what goes into service, no matter really what you're doing when you're serving the military, right. um, there's there's always a huge sacrifice. Even my buddy Dan, you know, who oh, yeah. nothing, I mean, he's given, yeah. he's given, what, 13 years of his life so far right. to it, yeah. and yeah. he's not, uh, yeah. I mean, he's not over fighting, he's not, like, in the middle of a war zone, but he's gone to Iraq, I'm not, to Afghanistan That's twice right. now. He's moved every two years to like take on different projects for the military. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a sacrifice no matter what you it do, is. all because all to keep this country safe that we kind of take for granted in the first place. Yeah. So that like that like thank you for your service really to me has a whole new meaning that it used to. But I was gonna say so like to, you know when you when you think of that today and like your. You know, and I'm sure you are thankful for what they do, and hopefully you'll take time to really reflect on that. How how did that time in Vietnam really affect your life from you know '69 on? Oh my gosh, it, uh, you won't. It's just hard to explain. You know, uh, I really grew up. I put it that way. I grew up in a hurry, and I got focused with life. I, I knew what I wanted to do. You know, and it was yeah pretty easy then to stay focused when most of my friends were having a hard time. You know, finding what they really wanted to do in life. You know, and they were hanging out and doing this, doing that, you know. So, yeah, it, it got me. Fo- I, w- I was not focused before, you know, and so I right. didn't know what I want to do in my life. And so, yeah, got serious. Got that diploma in college, worked at night, worked all day, worked at night, uh, went to school at night, six years, you know, focus, focus. Well, I think that's, you know, you're looking at the positives, but, you know, the, the, there's when it comes to your prostate cancer, they think that could have something to do with Vietnam, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Agent Orange. Uh, we were around a lot of Agent Orange over there, and they use it for a a, a defoliant. Am I saying that right? 
defoliant. Uh, you know, they they used it uh, to, uh, to kill the uh, vegetation over there in the jungle, so we could, you know, so we could see what in the hell we were doing. Uh, so is that, I, see, I keep hearing that word, Agent Orange, but I don't know exactly what it did. So yeah. it was just it was just to, like kill the plants. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, they dump it out. You know, these planes, these big old things, these big old tanks, and spray it. Right. Oh, and then they would spray it. A lot of them would spray it. You know, just over our heads, basically. You know, right. Oh, so, yeah. So. Yeah, a lot of people. You know, well, even your mother's brother died from that already. Right. He died right. at a young age. I want to say in his thirties. He was in the Air Force. So, like when I when I put that together, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm like, because of that experience, you know, you've been fighting. Pro- you know, there's no evidential proof that was the exact reason, but there's obviously a direct connection between. Yeah. Your time right. in Vietnam and prostate right. and cancer is coming from that. Right. And, you know, we, we know there's no genetic. You've done the genetic testing just right. to prove that, like, it's not, you know, something that's, that's in our genetic right. trait to do right. that. Right. But, like, so for the past 22 years, you know, you've been battling yeah. and you've been battling it hard. And that's yeah. just because you took that time. And I know that you didn't choose to go do no. that, which I think is even more of a sacrifice. Well, I thought, to about, go, I thought about going AWOL, uh, A-W-O-L uh, AWOL. Yeah. yeah, some people did. You know, went to Canada, and other, but you know, I grew up. My, you know, my parents. You know, they they expected me to go. I mean, that's the way you're raised. I mean, you, if the government tells you to do something, you do it. You know, so you did it. Do you do you wish you didn't go? No, no, I really because you know it's funny how many people you hear talk about things today. Even some of the people who. Well, maybe they got a deferment. They probably shouldn't have. Okay, maybe their dad was in politics. You can tell that today they they you know they even say it. They wish they'd gone. You know now, you right? Know, they feel there's something negative in their life, and they feel like they you know probably cheated or, or anyway. Yeah, I'm glad I got through it. I'm I, I'm surprised I got through it. To be honest with you, yeah, but, you're like you're lucky you got through it. Oh, yeah. So I just you know. If you if you're not directly connected to military, you may not realize all of the stuff that goes into being a service member. Obviously, those and, and things have changed, you know, dramatically yeah, right, for right. some. I mean, so for, for some, it hasn't. Some no, some true. people still go out and are fighting wars yep. all the time. Are there in high risk areas? You know, I, I don't know anybody in those kind of direct spots, but I think anybody in the military that's deployed is in a spot where they could, you know, be in danger at any time, and they they do this. Uh, you know, my dad didn't have the choice, but a lot of people choose to go out and do this just to like keep our country safe. And so I just, I'm glad we came on today and did this because I just wanted to just show that like when you're, if you, you may not have that affiliation with somebody, but this is, you know, this is some really deep stuff that people have experienced and given up, you know, for my dad, it was a year, some people, their whole lives to, to keep, to keep our country safe or two years, I should say for my dad, yeah, two years, uh, yeah. six so, months training, six months <laughs> learning how to drive a driving tank. A tank. <laughs> that's Texas, why you, that's why you drive like an asshole. That's why I yeah, get it now. Cause yeah. you're ever trying to drive it, drive a tank. I well, get you couldn't it. <laughs> drive it fast. So you can push that pedal all you want. You couldn't go fast. <laughs> well, thank you dad for your service. I mean, well, I, I, you know, that. I don't, I, I think it's the words are, are one thing, but I hope the sentiment behind it means even more. I mean, that's really, it's a lot to take on, especially as a 19 year old. So I love you. And I know there's a lot of people listening right now. That's got a lot, a lot of love for Jimmy Mack, a new layer, layer of love for Jimmy Thank Mack. You. And uh, I appreciate your whole group. Uh, they've been real sweet. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, you're not going too far because Friday you got to come back. I actually have a, uh, asked, uh, what would Jimmy Mack do update? 
about the the car situation. Remember that one? I've got yeah, an update for yeah, you. Yeah. It's gonna make gonna make oh, you feel good. So you can hold hold us in suspense. Yeah, I'm gonna hold it to you. You got You got to keep the segments where they are. Right. <laughs> so, All right, I'll, I'll save that one to Friday. Yeah, I can't wait to hear it. Is yeah. It good All right. Is it good I, I'm. I. I got to keep people listening. And I got. I got to keep you coming back. I know. All right. I, <laughs> yeah. All right. I promise. Come back. All right. There All he is, right. Jimmy Mac. Love Take you. Care. Thank you for Love your you. service, Deb. Bye. All right. All right. We'll get my mom back in here in just a couple of seconds. I do want to remind you that today, speaking of Veterans Day, is uh, is a big day for our friends over at Bubs, where they give 100% of their proceeds over to the Glenn Doherty Foundation, which is this really cool organization that is dedicated to supporting special operations and their families as they transition into civilian life through scholarships and some other professional training. So as you're hearing the story and you're saying, like, how can I help today? Hopefully, if you are a supporter of Bubs or you've heard us talk about it on the podcast when it comes to uh, their collagen, which is great for recovery. It's great for your hair. It's great for your nails. It's got so many perks. Maybe you've been hearing about us talk about it, or maybe it's like, hey, I tried it before, or it's time to reorder. Today is like the day to do it because 100% of the proceeds go to the Glenn Doherty Foundation. That is their philanthropy project they do every single year on Veterans Day. And so uh, today would be a fantastic day for you to go support it. I talk about their MCT oil a lot. That is the uh, the it's it, that's great for your gut. That is great for my energy levels. I've seen dramatically go up. It's vegan, you know, for the vegan family here. I don't know if anybody is actually vegan that listens to this podcast, but me. But uh, it's there's so many perks. My mom can tell you, you know, for the hair, the nails. I used to experience when I would take collagen. Uh, the reason I don't just in, in complete transparency is because it's not vegan. So I, I, I opt not to take it anymore. But I am I'm a big fan of it. Mom, are you there? I'm here. Sorry. We're just talking about bubs over here really quick while you were coming in here. Best. Love that MCT powder. Can't wait to order more tomorrow. Yep. Well, today, technically. Today. (laughs) Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Tomorrow for us. Today for, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a great it's a great day. 100% of the proceeds are going to go to the Glenn Doherty Foundation. And in case you don't know Glenn's bravery story, um, you may have seen the movie 13 Hours. It's the secret soldiers of Benghazi. It's got John Krasinski in it. So, um, yeah, it's a great day. If you want to go do something good today, go go uh, check out Bubs and uh, buy your MCT oil or your uh, your uh, your collagen today from Bubs. So go to bubsnaturals.com. They also have the Fountain of Youth. That'd be a great one for you to try. Sorry, I forgot to mention Fountain of Youth. Fountain of Youth is our newest product. It's collagen packed with vitamin C and biotin. It improves your hair, your skin, and your nail strength while I'm boosting your immunity. Of course, we're entering into cold and flu season, so uh, it'd be a great thing for you to go and check out. So go and uh, go to bubsnaturals.com. You use the coupon code Kramer. You get 20% off your order. Also, a big thank you to our friends over at BetterHelp. BetterHelp is online online therapy, which I am so excited to get back into. I've taken a couple of weeks off because of my schedule, but I'm excited to get back into it on Thursday. Uh, listen, there's a lot going on this year. It's been a crazy year. We sat here and pretty much complained for the first seven minutes of the podcast just <laughs> about right. the, you know, just how rough this year has been with the coronavirus. Yeah. And, and it's, sometimes it just seems overwhelming. So I'm a big fan of therapy, half for years, and I'm so excited to introduce you to BetterHelp, which is online therapy and counseling, which I think it makes it even easier. It takes the uncomfortable part of like waiting in the waiting room out of there. And they're really committed. What I love about it is if you feel like you're not by with your therapist, you literally click a button and they connect you with somebody else. It's kind of like online dating for therapy. I mean, and then of course, when you feel like you find your match, and it takes, I would say it takes about three sessions to know if it's your right match or not. But if you've got depression, stress, anxiety, sleep, uh, sleep problems, relationship problems, trauma, anger, 
family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief or self-esteem problems, highly recommend that you go to betterhelp.com. Uh, they've got so many people trying it now, by the way. They're, they're actually recruiting new counselors in all 50 states. Start living a happier life today. As a listener to this podcast, you get 10% off by going to betterhelp.com slash Kramer. Join the over 1 million people, which is awesome to hear that number. 1 million people take charge of their mental health. Again, it's betterhelp.com slash Kramer. Okay, mom, yes. back to us. yes. Um, ah, that I, I didn't want to get emotional in front of dad, but just like hearing that story is it just, you know, and my dad's super, I know he doesn't show the side, but he can get super emotional about it too. So I didn't really want to like go down that, you know, that <laughs> right. avenue, but, right. um, I just, I can't imagine, I can't imagine Mm-mm. being 19 years old. No. Like just being told like, this is what I have to go do. And then just no. have to go do it, no. you know? Like yep. it just makes me really emotional when I think about it. Yep. They're all heroes. They're really heroes. It's just so selfless. You know? Yes, it is. It definitely like sometimes is. I feel like a real dick because I'm like, what well, like like what have I done? You know? Well, you do what you're called to do. Yeah. And that's one of the things that he was called to do. And he did it valiantly. Oh. You know, it 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 is um, it is rather emotional, and I know I got emotional listening to it as you all were recording. Because if you sign up, it's one thing, but if you get drafted, it's somewhat of another thing, right? Yeah, yeah. You go by choice, or you don't go by choice. But either way, either way, it's such a valiant thing to do and all the people who have served in the military the men and the women who have served in the military and we don't we owe a debt a debt of sacrifice and thanks giving for them because they are the reason that we enjoy the freedoms that we have today oh, i know Isn't so it? just Today, when you're thinking about veterans, like just, mm. just take it all in. And I, I take it, I take it really personally. I guess because he's my dad, mm-hmm. but I just, mm. oh, I'm just so thankful for anyone that serves our country. Yes, you know, me too. Me too. Thank you to all of you. And yeah. if you have a veteran in your family, give them extra love today. Yeah, they deserve it. They deserve a lot more than just today. But today, I'm glad that it uh, that it is there. Yeah. Okay. Deep breath. Um, tomorrow on the show we'll come back and we will um, we'll do another Ask My Mom. Uh, we're not going to do a moment in Kramer history today. We're just going to focus on the vets today. Um, we will. I also want to give you. I, I didn't expect it to be as big of a story as it was, but I got a lot of interest in what's going on at my neighbor's house because I, I tell you, I look right in my neighbor's windows, and so I'm gonna. I'm taking note of what's happening now, and tomorrow we'll come back. Because I told you, in case you weren't here yesterday, what happened was I looked directly into my neighbor's windows. I live in, a, in an apartment, and I look right into like another like townhouse right across from me, and I see the same couple every day. It's just, it's just like I would say probably fifties ish couple 
um, that and they have a pretty common routine. So I'm just as I'm recording every day, I'm just kind of looking over there and watching. <laughs> and uh, I and I don't mean to. I'm not like staring. I, mean, I guess I am kind of staring in their windows, but I'm not like I'm not really paying close attention. You know, I'm but I, I'm just I know I just noticed that they kind of have the same routine as I'm recording every night. <laughs> and then I. Um, so yesterday it was so weird because the wife, or I'm assuming it's, yeah, it has to be the wife. It's typically just two of them and they have dinner together. They go out on their little, pal- their little balcony sometimes and eat dinner. Last night she wasn't there and there was a woman. I know it definitely wasn't the same woman because she was black. The wife is white. And this woman <laughs> was like, wife. Well, yeah, suppose I don't know whoever this woman is. They, maybe, maybe the, the black woman's the wife. I don't know. I don't, there's, there's somebody's probably a wife. Yeah. Um, we don't know. I don't obviously know the story, uh, but she was like, I've never seen her before. And I listen, I've been doing this podcast here for two months and I look in their windows almost every day and I never, uh, never see. So today I've got some, a new installment. I'll bring it to you tomorrow as I'm kind of spying on this situation. Um, uh, <laughs> keeping you posted. I didn't realize everyone would be so interested in it, but now I'm it just as interested in it. It's probably exactly how my neighbors felt when I was dating a lot of women. <laughs> when I lived in San Diego. So, uh, no, no, judgments no judgments buddy you do your thing over there i'm not trying to narc you out i'm just trying to all right let's get to a yeah 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 uh let's go ahead and get to our quote for today mom here we go okay it's an honor of all those who have valiantly served our country it's from elmer davis who said this nation will remain the land of the free only so long as it is the home of the brave so yeah. shout out to all those brave men and women. Uh, we don't have we don't have to get into a whole thing about it, but I so your brother was Air Force. He was. Mm-hmm. And how long was he Air Force for? Um, he was there for just a couple of years because he came home early because my mother died. And that was he was Vietnam as well. He was. Was he how was he older than dad, younger than dad? Uh no, I want to say he was about the same age because he signed up. I mean, he wanted to learn to fly and be in the Air Force. Right. Um, so he signed up right out of high school. So, so he, he went, was he went voluntarily. He did. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I you know I, I I look at people in my life that are military. I don't have a ton of military connections. I know if you grew up like a brat, you probably have a lot of friends. Uh, not not a brat like my sister, but a military brat. Um, and you probably have a lot of uh, you probably have a lot. Of, this may not be as you know is I don't know. I don't know how it feels to me. It's just I. I only have so many people in my life that are military, and so I, I look at their lives and what they you know, what they do for us. And I'm just, I'm really grateful on days like today for our, yes. our, our men and women that serve. So, yes. all right. Well, um, I think that's all we got for today, mom. No certified fans. Oh, well, yeah, we can actually, we, we just got a brand new certified fan. Sweet. I was so thankful. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, you know, it's, it's hard because, you know, we built up a fan base, a pretty big certified fan base. And then as I moved, it was, um, well, really quick, certified fans. Sorry, I'm, I'm. This show is all kind of all over all over the place today. Um, certified fans, people that donate five dollars a month to this program because it means something to you, and you want to you want to see the connection keep going, and you know the community keep growing. And I love the Facebook group. If you're not part of our Facebook group and you're a certified fan, please request to join because it's oh, just a, the most uplifting group of people that you'll ever be around. Fan yeah, fan. love them. It's love a cool. Everyone. 
cool group of people that we've uh, I, just, I love a community of podcasts but the fact that we all can connect on this Facebook page is super cool uh, so make sure if you are a fan that you do connect on the Facebook page or send me a text and I can shoot you a link over and, and how to how to join um, but so you know I, I tell you like I take all this very personally I take this podcast very personally <laughs> and so when we lose a fan and I, I really it directly affects me like it really mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it hurts my if it hurts me per se um, but I guess I'm just I get disappointed because I obviously I just want to see the numbers grow and grow and grow and us to create this big community and us to be able to keep growing this podcast and so when somebody leaves I get like and I realize and we have to take this into account I knew when I what I was doing when I set up the Margarita Fest story with (laughs) part two right like I did it well two reasons number one it's a very long story but number two I knew that if I people are instant gratification kind of people. And I said, okay, listen, I'll, I'll make part two available for certified fans, but you're going to have to, you know, obviously be a donor of the show to get it early. And so a lot of people just came for that, you know? And so I have to just accept that that's what they came for. Sure. And it's fine. I'm not gonna take it personally, but I'm just, just know that I'm so thankful for anybody that to gives this show a chance, either financially or if you just listen, you know, once a week, once a month, just even download one episode. I just, I'm super grateful for you. Uh, mm-hmm. So I do want to say hi to one of our newest certified fans that just joined. She literally, I just got the email a minute ago that she, I think it's a girl. Um, da, 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 let me scroll down the list. Let's say a huge thank you and a welcome. She did not fill out her second part of the form. Um, but her name is Melissa E. Melissa E. I don't know where she's from, but Melissa, I see your donation. Uh, and I thank you and welcome. And we're so happy to have you here. And here's your official whoop whoop. Yes. Whoop whoop to Melissa. <laughs> there she goes. So uh, if you'd like to join, just text the word fans, F-A-N-S to 888-Kramer8. We'll keep, you know, content brewing and this community brewing just because I hope it, if it means something to you, then hopefully it's worth, you know, five bucks a month. If you can afford it, don't, I don't want this to be like a sales pitch. I'm just looking at ways to grow the show. And this obviously is, is one of them. So for anyone that does and can afford to do it, thank you so much. And we appreciate that fans, F-A-N-S to 888-Kramer8. Okay, mom, that sound good? Hey. Sounds great. All right. Love you forever. And before we get to the good news and we get to uh, made me think for today, I got to say thank you again to our friends over at Hydrant for making today's podcast possible. It's a, one of our newest sponsors. They, I, I personally am terrible about drinking enough water. It's a lot. Well, how many, like 4,000 ounces a day or whatever it is. Uh, it's, it's, not as, it's not easy as an adult. You're busy and sometimes you just forget about it. And drinking regular water is kind of boring at times. I just got done working out. I come up here to record the podcast and I drink a Hydrant right before I started. It's awesome. It's a refreshing drink mix powder that you basically just pour right into your water. It's got sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc in there. Uh, and for an extra boost, this new thing they have is their Hydrant Immunity. It's got vitamins A in it, vitamins B6, vitamins B12, C, and D, along with ginger and turmeric. It's great for your wellness and as we're entering into the uh, the chillier months in San Diego. You're like, what's that? But I mean, the cold still exists because we're inside a little bit more. Uh, plus, 100% satisfaction guaranteed. I love it. I, I feel better. I do. I feel more more vibrant when I take it. And of course, I always offer a discount for you as well. So 25% off your first order. Go to drinkhydrant.com slash Kramer. Enter the promo code Kramer at checkout. You get 25% off your order. It's drink, D-R-I-N-K, hydrant, H-Y-D-R-A-N-T.com, drinkhydrant.com slash Kramer. Promo code is Kramer for 25% off your first order. And thank you to our friends at Hydrant. Glad to have you here. It's where water meets wellness. And that's very true. Plus, who's tried Magic Spoon? Have you tried it yet? I 
love talking about Magic Spoon. It makes me so happy because it's just it, it's the same way I feel when I play uh, an old Nintendo games. It's the same feeling. Whatever that thing is you do and you kind of feel like a kid again going to Disneyland or whatever your thing is. Uh, it's almost I would, I'm going to say this. It's kind of a bold statement, but I think that uh, eating a bowl of Magic Spoon cereal is kind of like the equivalent of going to Disneyland. Okay, that's how much I enjoy promoting this product. It's cool. It's your favorite childhood cereals reimagined and healthier than before no sugar 11 grams of protein only three net carbs per serving it comes in four flavors it's got uh, cocoa fruity frosted and blueberry sound like those you know those ones you used to eat back in the day it tastes great honestly i'm i would always in eat cereals and indulgence but now you can like eat it without having to worry about it gluten-free grain-free soy-free low-carb and gmo-free go to magicspoon.com slash kramer be a great gift for somebody too by the way magicspoon.com slash kramer you get a variety pack you can try it out and be sure to use the promo code kramer to get free shipping and of course as always anything i promote i want to make sure it comes with a hundred percent happiness guarantee on it if you don't like it you get a refund on your money magicspoon.com slash kramer and use the code kramer for free shipping I wanted to just do a cool veteran story really quick. I know this episode's running long, so thank you for if you've made it this far in the episode. Um, the, the cool story out of Idaho today, actually, over the summer, there's a guy named Lawrence Hewitt, and he found himself in a situation he wasn't expecting. He was being evicted from his home that he was renting. His landlord wanted to sell it, but here's the thing. He's a 91-year-old Navy vet. And he needed a place to live. Ninety-one years old. Luckily, though, the computer, uh, the, sorry, the community of uh, Nampa, Idaho, stepped up and made it happen for him. This realtor, whose name is Michael Christensen, was in charge of overseeing the eviction and said, like, after he met with Hewitt, he was like, "I got to do something to help this man out." So he started knocking on doors and working some of his magic to try to find this guy a home. And he gave up his commission on the deal and even helped the vet secure a VA loan. But the house needed work; they were able to get him into, but. Uh, so that's things like and like big things too like they need a new paint need a new carpet need a front step and needed a roof so Christensen set up this GoFundMe account and reached out to local businesses for their help. They pitched in and they donated a majority, at least a, either a discounted services or free, to get the home ready for Mr. Hewitt. And he is now delighted that his new residence is ready to go and he's grateful for all the love from his community. It made me feel proud how people in Idaho really go out for the veterans. That story makes me feel good. Thank you for your service, Mr. Hewitt. And, you know, we've said that phrase a lot today. Thank you for your service. What does it mean? Well, let's take it like a deeper dive. Like when you say it, what it means to our veterans. I'd be surprised and I'd be very appreciative. No question. Appreciative because Army veteran Tom Wright fought during the Vietnam War. You know, that was a, a bad time for a lot of people, and uh, we weren't particularly appreciated. We didn't feel at that point. Navy veteran Jay Levesque noticed a shift in the nation's attitude oh, yeah. after 9-11. Yeah. Everywhere I go, you know, because I got my tattoos, I'll say thank you all year long, all over the place. It's nice. Thank you for your service. The phrase has come to define how America expresses gratitude for all who have served. When people say thank you for your service, they always actually really mean that. And and that it's very moving. It's something that, that means a lot to us. It means that uh, hopefully they appreciated what uh, myself and my brothers went through. Thank you for your service. Simple words and a handshake from the heart. Appreciated by veterans. Joe Bell's expression says it all. So what does a holiday, a single day, really mean to the nearly 20 million veterans it's meant to honor? 
a lot, according to these veterans, especially when it comes with a heartfelt thanks. And that's a made me think for today on Veterans Day. Thank you for every single person that has served. Thank you to Jimmy Mack and, and everybody. Uh, all of our vets that serve, we really, really appreciate you. So thank you for being here for this uh, this kind of a different episode of Certified Mama's Boy. I love you, and I'll see you tomorrow. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.